Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 17 called True Hope. Make sure that your motive doesn't always end up that you have to be right even when you're digging a bigger hole for yourself. And do you know why we do that? We do that because of one word. It's called pride. We just can't take being wrong or admitting that we're wrong. If Job's friends would have just said, you know what, Job, maybe we do have it wrong. We've known you for a long time. You're a wise man. We don't think you're a liar. So let's seek the Lord. Let's pray. Maybe we're wrong. That's in a marital disagreement with some intense fellowship going on between husband and wife. That might be a good thing to remember. I don't have to be right, but I want to be right. (laughs) But you don't have to be right. You might pause and say, you know what, honey? We've been married a long time. I love you. I know you. Why don't we just both pray? Why don't we take a moment and reconvene at the kitchen table at whatever time works for you? See, there was a stubbornness there. What was their motive? Was it just about being right? Job turns to God. He says, but he, God, has made me a byword of the people. Would you notice this? Six, I am one at whom men spit. Not only were people assembling around Job and slapping him in the face and mocking him, people were coming by the greatest man in the east and spitting at him and perhaps spitting in his face. And he may not have even had the strength to lift a hand to try to block his face. Remember, he was... He painted a picture in the last chapter where it's like he he wanted to just put his head in the sand. When you see the word byword there, it means I've become a joke. I'm a revulsion. I'm a reproach. People walk by me regularly and I'm the guy that people make fun of and spit at. We were traveling uh, to Arizona to visit my youngest son or to get him checked into school and We're going into a store and there was a man outside this store. We're in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert. It's so hot. And there was a homeless man and he was kneeling down almost like a catcher kneels down. And he was thin and uh, unkempt and he wouldn't even look up. And I watched watched my son buy a big jug of water and and put it before him because it was obvious to my son that he needed water. But I was looking at the man and I said something to my son as we drove away. I said, where do you think he goes? He's at a little like AM, PM in the middle of nowhere. Where do you think he goes? It it didn't even look like he wanted to have a conversation with somebody. But can you imagine how many people probably walk by that guy and go, sometimes I wonder when we see people like that if the Lord might not say to us, When you did it for the least of these, my brethren, you did it for me. How easily we pass people by. It says of the Messiah, Isaiah 56 and 7, 
in a prophecy 700 years before he would die on the cross, I gave my back to those who strike me, my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. I did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting. For the Lord God helps me, therefore I am not disgraced. Therefore I've set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Isaiah 50, verses six and seven. Do you remember how I've been telling you that Job is a foreshadowing of the greater Job, Jesus, the ultimate innocent sufferer. Job got mocked, encircled by wicked people, slapped in the face and spit at. And these are all foreshadowings of what the Messiah would go through. God in human flesh would be treated this way. In fact, Mark uh, 14, 65 says, some began to spit at Jesus, to blindfold him and to beat him with their fists. And they said to him, prophesy. And the officers received him with slaps in the face, Mark 14, 65. In light of this, Job says, my eye has also grown dim because of grief. All my members are as a shadow. Job might put it this way in modern vernacular, I'm a shadow of my former self. Grief, for those of you who are grieving, can bring a hard shadow over your life. Job's body was feeling it. His spirit was feeling it. We saw about his, uh, we read about his thinness in chapter 16. He seemed to be not able to eat and um, just not doing well. He says, my eye has grown dim. It's hard to see light. The upright shall be appalled at this, verses 8 through 10, kind of are a little difficult to translate, but let me take my best shot at it. And the innocent shall stir up himself against the godless. Nevertheless, nine, the righteous shall hold to his way. And he who has clean hands shall grow stronger and stronger. Let's look at verses eight and nine for a second. On the heels of what Job just shared about his life and what he was going through, his innocence is affirmed in chapter one. The godless are taunting Job, but Job is called upright and innocent by God in chapter one, or blameless. And so I think what Job is saying is, I'm gonna hold on to my integrity despite what people are saying about me and what people are doing to me. I think one of the more difficult things to do in life is to hold on to your integrity in the face of severe opposition. To plow through, to not not lose who you are, what your values are, even if you're mocked, even if you're spit upon, to keep moving forward, even if you're misunderstood, to keep moving forward. Nevertheless, the righteous shall hold to his way. Hold your way, my dear saint. And he who has clean hands shall grow stronger and stronger. Maybe a hint of hope here from Job that as he holds on to God, he will find new strength. I want you to turn to the Psalms, which is the next book to your right, Psalm 84. Psalm 84, I wanna just bless you with this psalm because I think you're gonna see this idea of stronger and stronger or going from strength to strength. Look at Isaiah 84, I'm sorry, Psalm 84. Psalm 84, verse five. Psalm 84, verse five. This is a psalm of the sons of Korah. It's a beautiful pilgrimage psalm, like the pilgrimage of a believer. We pick it up in verse five, Psalm 84. How blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from, what's your Bible say? From strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. 
O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer, give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah, that's a pause in the music, pause, meditate, think about it. Behold our shield, O God, look upon the face of thine anointed, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man or the woman who what? Who trusts in thee. Going through the valley of tears, the valley of Baca, yet from strength to strength. There's an interesting dynamic, back to Job 17, let me explain. It would seem that when we're going through a trial, sometimes what can happen, see if this uh, speaks to your heart, is that all of a sudden, your natural human strength goes out the door, and there's a spiritual strength that comes into your life at times when you feel like you've got nothing else left. Do you know why? Because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. When my natural resources are gone, and I don't like that feeling at all, the feeling of vulnerability, the feeling that I'm tapped out, that I have no way to defend myself here, that people are talking about me, and I, and I don't know what to do, and all of a sudden, we find strength from the Lord. Job 17.10 says, but come again, all of you now, for I do not find a wise man among you. <laughs> this is Job talking to his friends, his poor comforters, a sarcastic jab, something like this, go ahead, take another shot, or as Pat Benatar sang back in the day, hit me with your best shot. Go on and hit me with your best shot. That doesn't sound anything like Pat Benatar. Now, how many of you have ever gotten to a point in your life where you've taken so many blows in a certain context, you're like, all right, come on. Give me your best shot. Take another stab at it. Here's one thing I do know. I'm not going to find one wise <laughs> person among you. Or, or maybe one wise word that comes out of your mouth. Paul's talking to the Corinthian church. They're taking to each other to court uh, suing each other in the secular courts. And he says, I say this to your shame, 1 Corinthians 6, 5. Is it so that there's not among you one wise man who will be able to decide between his brethren? 1 Corinthians 6, 5. Do you sometimes watch people commenting on the world and situations and you, you might want to cry out to your television, is there not one wise person left on the planet? who actually has a microphone and can talk to this subject, they're there, but they often don't have the microphone. Job says, my days are past, my plans are torn apart, even the wishes of my heart. Maybe you've said something similar to verse 11. It's all over, my plans are over, the desires of my heart are over, it's over. I said that a lot to my mother when I was a teenager. Because teenagers, you know, when we go through stuff as a teenager, we think everything's over, right? And I would say something like this. Something would go wrong and I would say, I can't believe it! I can't believe it! My Italian mother would say, well, believe it! Because <laughs> it's happening! Thanks, Mom. My life's over! 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Job says, my days are past, my plans are torn apart, even the wishes of my heart. Maybe you've said something similar to verse 11. It's all over, my plans are over. The desires of my heart are over. It's over. I said that a lot to my mother when I was a teenager. Because teenagers, you know, when we go through stuff as a teenager, we think everything's over, right? And I would say something like this. Something would go wrong, and I would say, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. My Italian mother would say, well, believe it. Because <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. My life's over. Sometimes we go through a breakup, you know, we like somebody, especially when we're younger. And we, the Google and the guy, they could do nothing wrong. And then you get in a fight with that person, or they say something cross to you, and like, my life is over. My plans are over. You're 14. I know, but just wait. (laughs) Right? Those of us who have logged a few miles, Sometimes it feels like, you know, we, we go through that rejection or something. There's never going to, the sun's not coming out again. It's over. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, day of the Lord imagery. Deep darkness, the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. People have said often that when the world is darkest, that's when the light shines the brightest. Then you will be radiant. Isaiah 60, verse 5, your heart will thrill and rejoice because of the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of the nations will come to you. You can look at Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 5 later on. They make night into day saying, the light is near. Job may be speaking of his friends who were saying, if you just repent, Job, the light's near. The moment that you admit the wrong you've done, the light's near in the presence of darkness. 
just repent, but the light will flood in, Job. And Job's saying, but I don't know what to repent of. I was walking with God. You ever been there before? You get persecution, you get rejection. Maybe you have a, a Joseph moment where you did the right thing morally, ethically, and you still got fired or lost your job or lost favor. That's hard. Job says, if I look for a shield as my home or the grave, I make my bed in the darkness. If the only home I hope for is the grave, I spread out my bed in darkness, NIV. Look at 14. If I call to the pit, you are my father. To the worm, my mother and my sister. Job is saying, I'm picking out a part in the graveyard. My life is over. You know who's going to be my friend? Since none of you are my friends, and I don't even know where I stand with God, the worm's going to be my friend. The worm will be my mother. I'll lay down in the dirt, and I'll say to the worm as I put a little blankie over him, you're the only one who understands me, little earthwormy. <laughs> I told you guys a story before, but we were in Nepal and India. We went into a half-star hotel, it's about 120 degrees outside. We, it took us about 24 hours in an airplane. I'm exhausted. There's people with machine guns and rifles everywhere checking our IDs. Missions trip. We go into this hotel, and all of a sudden, I feel movement. <laughs> and I see these nets over the bed, and the guide says to us, oh, the, I, what's that? What's that? Oh, that's the geckos. The geckos? No, you, you got to leave the geckos alone because they eat the wasps. And that's why you have the nets over your bed because they eat the wasps and the geckos are your friend. Plus, they'll try to sell you insurance while you're there. And anyway, so <laughs> apparently you had to invite the gecko into your bed. You're the only one that understands me, little gecko. <laughs> what do you mean the gecko's my friend? No, they eat the wasps. <laughs> and by the way, don't drink the water. <laughs> I mean, Job's gotten to a point where he's calling worms his family. You're my mother. You're my sister. Man. And that's because even his wife told him to curse God and die. You know, imagine, just try to put yourself there for a second. You've lost everything in your life. You are a disaster from illness. You've been going through it for months. And everyone who approaches you either tells you that you're a dirty, rotten sinner, slaps you in the face, spits in your face, or mocks you as they walk by. How is this guy even still alive? And see, this is where the hope for each of us flickers even in the sad state of affairs in the book of Job, when Job now says in 15, and you can understand his cry now, where now is my hope? And who regards my hope? Does anybody care about my hope? <laughs> We've all probably gotten there before, even though we don't want to be selfish. We give, 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 and so, give some more. You moms can totally relate this. And finally you say, where's my, <laughs> stop, where's my Calgon bath? Where is my two hours of television? I'm going to go play golf. You watch these kids. 
<laughs> okay, okay, honey. <laughs> right? Where's my hope? You looking for hope? You know some people that are looking for hope? We're all gonna, we're all gonna end up there. Maybe you're asking, does anybody really care about me? Is there any true hope? Will it, maybe speaking of hope here, 16, go down with me to Sheol or to the grave? Shall we together, me and my so-called hope, go down into the dust? Will my hope go with me when this life's over? Do you remember that Job was talking in the last chapter about a witness and an advocate that he had Back to chapter 16, just take a peek at verse 18. He says, O earth, do not cover my blood. Let there be a no resting place for my cry. And then he says, even now, behold, my witness is in heaven, and my advocate is where? Is on high. My friends are my scoffers. My eye weeps to God. Oh, that a man might plead with God as a man with his neighbor. But again, Job says, even now, 19 of chapter 16, my witness is in heaven. He knows that God is his ultimate hope. And here's where I want us to land as we conclude. Jesus Christ is my hope. And that hope is the anchor of my soul. And when I consider that he came, became the greater Job, if you will, took on the form of a bondservant and suffered what he did for me. It's amazing. Now, Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Psalm 62, 5 says, for my hope is from him. And Psalm 71, verse 5 says, you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my confidence from my youth. You've been listening to True Hope, Part 3, on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 27. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk in Truth is on the Apple Music app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, and many more. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. You know, Job asked the question, where is my hope? Maybe you're asking that question right now. Maybe you're brand new to Christian radio. Maybe you stumbled on this station. And you're like, what is this? The book of Job? Maybe you haven't read the Bible in years, and now you hear preaching on the book of Job, and maybe it resonates with your soul. You know, the psalmist said in Psalm 42, Why so downcast, O my soul? Listen, put your hope in God. Where is my hope? It's in God. See, hope in the Bible is not like I hope so. It's I know so. It's the faith of things to come. It's not I wonder if this is going to happen. I wonder if my team will win. I hope they do. I hope I get a raise. No, the Bible teaches hope as an anchor of our soul. I know so. It's just a matter of time. Where is my hope? My hope is in Jesus Christ, 
the greater Job. That's what this book has been teaching us. Where is my hope? It's in him. And my prayer for you, my friend, is if you haven't placed your hope in Jesus Christ, you would do that now. You might say, well, Pastor Michael, how do I do that? You know, Jesus Christ is our hope and he's extended grace and hope to us. And you got to ask him into your life, repent of your sin and say, I believe in who you are. I believe you're the redeemer. That's our message tomorrow. I know, not I hope, I know that my redeemer lives tomorrow right here on Walk in Truth. Tune in, tell a friend. I know in the book of Job, I know he's alive. And just say to him, I believe you came Jesus to this planet, lived the perfect life for me, died on that terrible cross, rose from the dead. Be my hope, be my God, be my king. I want to follow you all the days of my life. He is faithful to save. He will bring you everlasting hope. Our hope is in God. So glad you're listening. This is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. And so glad, so grateful for all of you who partner with us in prayer and in giving. Hey, check out the ministry more at walkintruth.com. And we'll see you tomorrow for I Know My Redeemer Lives. God bless you. And just a reminder, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events as well. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapters 18 and 19 called, I Know My Redeemer Lives. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.